we had opportunities. Defense did a great job. You know, the field goal unit, field goal block unit did a great job. And, you know, it was tough. We just we didn't make plays right there at the end. We had opportunities. And, you know, it's on everybody on offense. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. You know, sometimes I record interviews ahead of time with guests. The, uh, the four to six window. You'd be shocked, but a lot of people are done with work by the time the show really picks up. And not a lot of people are always interested in doing more work. Like a sports writer, a sports analyst, a coach, a player. No one is like, what, you want me to come on your show when? 5.30 p.m.? Dude, that's dinner time for me. I'm home. I'm done with my work day. Oh, can you come on 5.30 on Friday? I'm, I'm two beers deep. I'm at happy hour by then. So sometimes... For the sake of convenience, I record with guests early. Then I play it on the show, and it's it's fine. Sometimes I record with guests uh, significantly early, days in advance. Or, in the case of a guest that I spoke with today, uh, a full week in advance. Seven days. Next Friday, that's November 10th, we're going to be joined by Rick Mixter, author, documentarian, and shipwreck diver, all over the Great Lakes. I spoke with him earlier this afternoon. Cut up that audio. I tweeted out a little clip if you want a little teaser, a little taste at Wisco Grant. Because next Friday, one week from today, seven days, is the 48th anniversary, I believe, I'm doing that math correctly, of the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And it's become a, a little bit of a thing on this show every year. Rick joined us last year. He was outstanding, told us some stories of his dives and what he saw on the wreck. And if you're like, whoa, I missed this. Grant, I, I just joined this little hokey pokey community within the last couple months. Well, go listen to the podcast. It's great. Uh, I did a separate podcast that included that interview with Rick and also an interview with Bruce Lynn, who's the curator at the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum. He was a kick-ass interview as well. This year, it's just Rick. It's just going to be Rick. And we're going to hear that conversation next Friday. So mark your calendar. It is appointment listening. And I... You know, I don't say that often about this show. Like, you can consume this show when and how you want. Like, if you want to catch the podcast after the that's fine. Next Friday, oh, you want to be by your radio. You want to be by your radio. Come 4.30 next Friday. You want to listen to it live and be part of something that we do every year. We commemorate the Edmund Fitzgerald. So mark that down. You never want to miss a Friday show. You especially don't want to miss next Friday's show. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope your week is wrapping up nicely. Maybe you got done a little bit early or on your way home. Maybe you're going to stop at a happy hour. We got the Badgers playing in Indiana tomorrow. Got the Packers hosting the Rams on Sunday. We'll certainly talk about that. It seems like we're nearing possibly some news uh, about Craig Council. I saw Kurt Hogue, our guy on, on foul territory today with those guys. Kurt's making the rounds. Oh, I love that. Common Kurt W. It is Kurt season, S-Z-N. Uh, so a lot to look forward to in the next couple of days. And I think probably in the case of Craig council, the next week or so we'll know more about his next steps and, and the next steps of the brewers too, whether they get their manager back or whether they have to go looking for someone else. So that's coming up all in the next couple of days, a lot to discuss tonight. I'm very excited. 
I would love to talk with you. We had some great caller participation last night. We heard from a couple of folks that we hadn't heard from in a while, which was outstanding. Last night was really fun. Talked a little Badgers basketball, little Bucks, little Packers, little Brewers. It was a great mix. So I'd love to keep that going tonight. 608-321-1670. If you'd like to call the show, I'd love to have you. I'll open up the phone lines here in about 15 minutes after our first break. And I am on Twitter at Wisco Grant. You can follow me there and interact with me during the show or whatever, not just during the show, whatever. I'm on Twitter at Wisco Grant. I want to begin the show by talking about Jordan Love. And then I'm going to take a, a talking point about Jordan Love, and that's going to lead us into talking about Thursday Night Football. Last night was a lot more entertaining than I thought it would be. Pittsburgh versus Tennessee, Steelers-Titans. I thought this game was going to suck. And there were parts of it that sucked. It it didn't suck as much as I thought. I thought this game was going to be super ugly, and it was mostly fine. It was right on par for a Thursday night football game. I actually had a good time watching last night's game. So I want to start by talking about Jordan Love and saying a couple of things that we didn't get to yesterday, which is fine because yesterday's show was a blast. Um, but I, I do want to start with Jordan Love, and then we'll get into Thursday Night Football a little bit. So we talked with Mike Renner on the Bill Michaels show yesterday, and he talked about Jordan Love, and he gave us this take about the Packers' offense. I want to play this for you because I think Mike's really good at his job. It's interesting. And he actually says Jordan Love has been one of the bright spots for this team and for this offense. I mean, the, I'm going to tell you guys the offense has been pretty abysmal. We're watching it on tape. It, it's just... There's no, there's no one creating plays, right? There's no one going above and beyond what's kind of right there in front of them in terms of what's schemed up. And honestly, I think Love has been, in my opinion, one of the most encouraging parts of the offense this year. I think there's a lot of things to like about you know, his pocket presence, his arm talent, his ability to create outside of structure. I, like, I've been encouraged by things, but the, when I'm watching the tape, when I flip it on, the thing that worries me is these receivers. And I get that they're first and second year guys and that this was kind of always going to be a process. But the more you dig into the numbers, the more it's just like, I'm not sure this is it. They have the fewest broken tackles after the catch of any receiving group in the NFL. They have uh, the most, the second highest drop rate of any receiving group in the NFL. They have the lowest contested catch rate of any receiving group in the NFL. Like they, these guys just aren't good, unfortunately, right now. And maybe they'll get better. That's what you're banking on. But right. with what we've seen around the NFL, like receivers usually or have been hitting the ground running. Like it's because the guys are playing so much more passing game at young, lower levels of football. Like receivers come to the NFL ready now. So the fact that these guys aren't really in year one and year two, you should be worried. Like you should really take notice of that and say, hey, maybe we still need to address this position. They might still need to address the wide receiver position. Or maybe these guys just need seven games and we're about to see them look a lot better in the closing uh, you know, month or two of the season. Who knows? But I thought Mike Renner, interesting saying that he's actually been one of the bright spots, Jordan Love, on on this team and of this offense. And I think that says more about how bad the offensive line has been and how bad the pass catchers and the running backs have been. But still, I get a lot of tweets and I see a lot of comments, and, you know, on the Bill Michaels live stream and on my Twitter feed. And, you know, I'm just consuming opinions of sports all the time. And I see tweets all the time saying, Jordan Love sucks. Jordan Love is awful. Jordan Love isn't good. Or, or like this tweet the other day from Heath. And I do not mean to put Heath on blast. Uh, so sorry, Heath. But he tweeted this. I feel like too many of us got used to having greatness at Lambeau. Greatness in all caps. We were fortunate to have Favre and Rogers back to back. Now we need to be patient for Love to grow into that. Now, Heath, this tweet makes me laugh. 
because you're so close to getting it. And then the last line of this tweet tells me that maybe you don't get it. Because you're like, hey, we have been lucky and blessed with all-time great quarterback play. And now we just need to wait for Jordan Love to also become an all-time great. Like, no, that's that's mostly how it 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 doesn't work for most teams and most quarterbacks. I, I keep saying Jordan Love isn't showing us special, at least not all the time, at least not overwhelmingly. I think there are glimpses that it's like, wow, it's a nice throw. It's a nice arm angle. He isn't showing us special. He isn't blowing our doors off, but he doesn't suck. I'm pretty confident in saying that Jordan Love doesn't suck. I think he's average. I think he is on par with quarterbacks like Baker Mayfield, Brock Purdy, Derek Carr, uh, Geno Smith, although Geno has he's been wild. The, last year and this year, some of his, just his accuracy. Jared Goff is in this kind of neighborhood as well. Uh, Dak Prescott, I like Dak more than most, but I think a lot of people would would rank him a lot closer to Kirk Cousins than they would uh, Joe Burrow, although Kirk Cousins' stock is way up these days. I, I think that's the neighborhood that Jordan Love is in. I think all those quarterbacks that I just mentioned are imperfect. They are reliant on weapons. They're reliant on scheme. They're reliant on good protection from their offensive line. They're reliant on some good luck. And guess what? That's life in the NFL for a lot of quarterbacks and for a lot of football fans. We're not used to the idea that our quarterback isn't amazing, that our quarterback doesn't totally suck and isn't totally garbage, but instead that our quarterback is average. And there's going to be ups and downs with that quarterback. And that quarterback's success or failure will be dictated by that quarterback's coordinator, weapons, scheme, schedule, luck. Aaron Rodgers is impervious to a lot of those things, which is why the Packers were always good. They were winning 10 games. It didn't matter if their defense was awful. It didn't matter if their wide receivers were young or injured. It didn't matter if we didn't really love the head coach. Aaron Rodgers was leading the Packers to 10 wins because as a great all-time great Hall of Fame quarterback, he's impervious to a lot of those outside conditions. Average quarterbacks are not. And right now, Jordan Love is average. I think you could put Jordan Love on the Bucks, and I think he would be able to win some games as Baker has done. I think you could put him on the Niners, and he would be able to win games. And now you're even seeing Purdy struggle because Purdy's not totally impervious to uh, changes around him and injuries to his his weapons and and playing from behind as we've seen Jordan Love is playing from behind and he's made some mistakes the last couple of weeks. That's life for a lot of NFL quarterbacks and for a lot of football fans. I think right now Jordan Love is average, but he's got kids playing wide receiver as Mike Renner talked about. His line hasn't been great, and who knows what we have or don't have in Matt Lafleur right now. We need a little bit more data now. Through seven games, I understand what we've seen from Love. I'm not going to crush him for his losses, but I did watch Thursday Night Football last night, uh, and I saw some things that made me think, that made me wonder, that made me ask some questions. Like, I watched Kenny Pickett last night, right? We watched the Steelers play the Titans. I watched Kenny Pickett, who was ass for large stretches of that game. First quarter, he's missing throws everywhere. He's got guys open, can't hit them. And Kenny Pickett, I think, has good weapons. They're not not A.J. Brown- Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, Travis Kelsey. But Deontay Johnson is a very good wide receiver when he's healthy. And George Pickens is as promising of a young wide receiver as there is in this league. I think Kenny Pickett has some pretty decent weapons. More decent or at the very least more experienced than 
Jordan Love has. I think Deontay, Deontay Johnson's better than Watson or Dobbs. And I think Pickens is better at this point than Jaden Reed, Luke Musgraves, Dontavian Wicks. Pittsburgh's defense is a lot better than the Packers' defense. So maybe that is an unfair comparison. But the Steelers, an imperfect team with an imperfect quarterback, have found ways to win. It has not been pretty. You could argue that it's not sustainable. But matter of the fact is, we sit here on November 3rd and the Pittsburgh Steelers are 5-3. and three. I'm not really sure how. I don't really understand it, but they're five and three. And you can't tell me that that's totally a fluke, that that's totally luck. Benjamin Solak, who writes for The Ringer, I really like his work, tweeted earlier today, the Steelers are five and three, and if you flip the result of every one-score game, they'd be 0-8. That's insane. All of their losses have been ugly. The Niners, 30-7. to The Texans, weirdly, 30-6. to the Jaguars, 20-10, to 10, a little bit closer, but still a, a multiple-score loss. All their wins have been close. The Browns, 26-22. The Raiders, 23-18. The Ravens, 17-10. Rams, 24-17. And the Titans last night, 20-16. It's insane that we sit here with a 5-3 and three team, and if you flipped every one-score game, they would be 0-8. There's something about that. There's something to be said about a team that finds ways to win and and makes their best plays in the fourth quarter. Yeah, there's some luck involved, and some of those wins were over bad teams, totally. But the Packers have lost to bad teams. I think the Packers have had opportunities to win games ugly, and they haven't. The Steelers are an imperfect team, much like the Packers, with an imperfect quarterback, much like the Packers at this moment in time. And the Steelers have found ways to win. The Packers got to learn to do the same. Otherwise, I'm going to think less of Matt LaFleur, little by little every week. I'm going to think a little bit less of Jordan Love, although, like I said, I I think he's fine. Watching the Steelers find ways to win despite their flaws, and then I watch the Packers seemingly find ways to lose against teams like the Raiders and the Broncos. I don't know. Tells me something. That's not nothing. That doesn't mean the Packers are a garbage organization and Jordan Love needs to be, you know, banned from Green Bay and everyone needs to be fired, but it's something. It's a detail. I file it away in my mind. Let's talk about Will Levis and the Titans. I thought that the Will Levis, Jordan Love comparisons over this last week were really unfair and not worthwhile because Will Levis comes out in his first career start, throws four touchdowns. And everyone's like, well, if Will Levis can do it in his first start, why can't Jordan Love? And I'm like, well, but they weren't great balls. And it's only one game. And we see this all the time in sports. We see rookies come in and they don't really know what they don't know. And they just kind of say, all right, screw it. Let's do it. And a lot of times it works out well for him. You see it in baseball all the time where a guy gets called up. We saw it with Sal Freelich, saw it with Terang and with um, not Garrett Mitchell, but Joey Weimer early on where it's like, they're just figuring it out. But early on, you oftentimes get a bump from these young players or a pitcher making their major league debut. And then they settle in for a week or two and and the reality, the difficulty of playing every day of facing major league competition, it starts to set in. And I thought Will Levis was going to come crashing back down to earth. But you know what? He actually looked pretty good last night. He was slinging it. I know they missed on a couple plays and he made a couple plays where it's like, whoa, don't do that. Like as he's falling over and getting sacked, he throws the ball backwards out of bounds. Like, no, no, don't, don't do that. But the arm talent is there, and I can see it. It's popping, right? And Jordan Love was slinging it week one, week two. He's struggled and I think stagnated a bit since then. Very, very baseballish, 
we see young baseball hitters kind of go through that same progression. Will Levis might go through that progression. And like I said, there were some dud plays last night, but he looks like he can rip it. And while I don't think Jordan Love has been bad, I want to walk away from a Packers game, even if it's a Packers loss, saying, man, dude can sling it. Dude can fling the ball. And there's throws here and there that are nice, but Will Levis last night, I'm like, there's something here. And if you didn't know the backstory of Jordan Love, and you didn't know what the what investment the Packers have made in him, you didn't know the story, you'd watch him and think, okay, he's he's fine. Which, for this year, given his circumstances, is fine. But I want to see a little pop. I want to see a little flash. In conclusion, talking about Jordan Love and, and Thursday Night Football last night, the Packers don't need to win every game, but here and there, I want to see them find a way, like the Steelers do. And week in, week out, Jordan Love doesn't need to be perfect, but every once in a while, I want to see a throw. I want to see a play where I'm like, that's why the Packers liked this guy. That's why he's been inserted as the starter. And that's why I should have a little faith in him moving forward. Important lessons to be learned last night from Thursday Night Football. Let's take a three-minute break. Wisco Sports Show back after that. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. sports show appreciate you listening appreciate you never missing a friday show a surprise addition to the rundown later this afternoon we're going to catch up with our old buddy our good time pal andrew wagner going to join us in the second hour of the show because i was tweeting about baseball the other day as i am known to do occasionally at wisco grant on twitter by the way and i said hey i'm a little sick and tired of everyone who doesn't watch baseball all year now jumping in after the World Series and saying, well, this is what's wrong with baseball. My guy, you, you didn't pay attention. You didn't mention baseball all year long. Now you think you just get to jump in here and contribute to the discourse? Nuh-uh. And Zach Heilprin accuses me of gatekeeping when I do that. It's not gate. Well, it, well, by the letter of the law, it is gatekeeping. But it's correct gatekeeping. And Andrew Wagner jumped in my mentions. He's like, have me on, please, to talk about this. All right, say less. He's going to join us in the second hour of the show. Plenty of time to take calls. We can talk Packers. We can talk more Badgers basketball or Bucks basketball if you'd like. Craig Council, Kurt Hogue is on foul territory today, breaking down the Craig Council Brewer situation. So much to talk about today. So you can you can pick your lane, whatever you want to discuss. Vagabond John is here to begin our uh, our ceremonies tonight. What's going on, Vagabond John? Beating Cone Roller. Man, that's the second biggest win I've had today. Beating Cone Roller to the phone line. And the first was? Oh, the first was finishing my bag of lettuce that I bought on Monday before it expired. Yeah, I've never and done I don't that. know if you guys can relate, but there's always a couple items in the fridge, and I know not your cupboard. We don't need to go back into that discourse. But in your fridge, a couple items that you'll buy every week routinely, and they just expire. Us, what happens a lot is lettuce, gallons of milk, um, actual, like, fresh garlic, because who actually likes to chop that crap up? But... Well, you don't yeah, chop, you, you crush. You take the side of the knife and you bang it with your fist, and then you, you, you whatever. We don't need to discuss garlic. Uh, but congrats. I've never finished a bag of lettuce in my entire life, so I tip my cap to you, Vagabond John. Yeah, it was quite the accomplishment. But we're talking quarterbacks today, and I thought our boy, you know, we're, and you tweeted earlier about Twitch discourse, so talking Twitch streamers and quarterback analysis. No better man to bring up than our guy, Kurt Benkert, who absolutely hates the Packers front office, but loves the fans. 
So he's an interesting Twitter follow if you don't. He talked last night during the game, and he's fun to, like, watch, especially on Sunday night, Thursday night, Monday night football, where it's kind of one game because it'll really get into the quarterback play. And his comment was, the Titans have their guy, Will Levis, and you can tell that they have their guy because they're taking the gloves off. They're letting this dude rip it. Doesn't matter if he's getting smacked around. Doesn't matter if the run game's working or not working. Doesn't matter if T.J. Watts over there being scary per usual. Laying they're dirty dirty hits on opposing yeah. quarterbacks. I'll add that in. Oh, just dirty hits. How about how about him just tackling the guy without a helmet? In case he wasn't scary enough. You know, he's running at you with no helmet on. He doesn't care. Um, but, you know, the flip side, they weren't letting Kenny Pickett throw it at all. And so you look at Kurt's Twitter feed, and he's just commenting about and he'll go into the detail, right? He'll take a video of and rewind during commercial breaks, and he'll get into it, right? And he'll talk about how Kenny Pickett is just not being allowed to throw the ball to Pickens as nearly as much as they'd like to. So I think mm-hmm. where we're at with Jordan Love is I think we're we're seeing them treat him a little bit more like Kenny Pickett where he'll make those good throws. To your point, we want to see those plays that pop where we can go on and say, we can build something here. I thought that that – one throw in particular where he made, you know, maybe it was only an eight-yard throw for a first down, but he's, he's getting hit. He's halfway through getting tackled, and he just rips that thing. Super fast release, and it is on a line, and it hits him. And then the next throw, it's an intermediate pass, and we, and we get a duck. Yep. And I know it's duck hunting season, but, you know, we'd, we'd like to see a little more velocity, a little bit more spin on that ball. And I think what will help is if we just take the gloves off a little bit. Let's get these guys going. So, ultimate take that I wanted to say today. I know it's November. It's true. As Packer fans, though, we're already looking at that draft. A lot of discourse going around of should we tank for these quarterbacks? My opinion, absolutely not. I know we got a lot of draft capital. I know that there's probably a deal we should make to go up and get one of these guys. I've seen a couple things from Jordan Love where I think he can be Derek Carr. I think he can be Jimmy G. I think he can be at least an average quarterback that runs a stable organization. If we want to be like the Chicago Bears, we'll trade away our next five first-round picks and go up and take Caleb Williams, who we have no idea if he's actually going to be successful in the NFL or not. Instead, I want the Packers to figure out a way to get that number three overall pick. And for all the reasons I was against taking Jackson Smith and Jigba, I am 100% in on Marvin Harrison Jr., Dude has not missed a college game. Dude has is averaging a touchdown per game in college, which is insane. I think he's a generational talent, can't miss. You might even have to go up to number two to get him. So I just wanted to establish. I like to get a take out there. I like to let it cook for months. All right, you do. I'm saying it today in November. I want Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't care what happens the rest of the season. Interesting. So I appreciate you, Vagabond John. We need to sit on this. I want to talk about this. I'm going to get to some other callers. Have a great weekend. Yes, sir. Whatever you're up to. We'll yes, talk I... to you soon, Grant. Hey, go Badgers. Screw yeah. those Wolverines. Let's get a sweep in the cold center. <laughs> appreciate you, Vagabond John. Thank you. So Vagabond John is opting for Jordan Love, who he said could be a Derek Carr, could be a Jimmy G. I don't, I don't really love thinking of him that way because those are two quarterbacks that I just can't stand. I think he can, I think his physical traits are better than both of those guys. I think he's got a bigger arm. I think he's got more arm talent. And I think he's more physically gifted than both of those guys. But Vagabond John's saying, I want the savings bond. I want the quarterback who I'm, I'm sure can be okay. 
rather than going up for a, a quarterback prospect like Caleb Williams or Drake May, who we don't know. Yeah, you never know. You don't know with any of these guys. Uh, but Marvin Harrison Jr., according to all the the talking heads and the experts that cover such things and, and break down all these draft picks, one of the best. I think Renner told us earlier this week on Bill's show, uh, the best wide receiver prospect in in ten plus years. Which, when Renner says that, I it actually means something. When when someone like me is like, this is maybe the best wide receiver prospect we've ever had. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Physical traits and relative athletic stores. My, my brain can't store all that stuff. I don't know. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hello, hello. All right, we'll come back. 608-321-1670. Who's this? Denny from Holman. Denny from Holman. How are you this evening? I didn't hear from you yesterday. No, I didn't because uh, I kind of worked a different weird shift and stuff like that, you know, oh, and I thought, well, you know, the other day you kind of got, uh, I heard you talking about a little bit that when I made Mark, the fans deserve better, but I wanted to clarify that. When I started going to Packer games, tickets were like $70, you know. When did you start going? Oh, probably 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Okay, so we're talking about like late 80s, early 90s, somewhere in there? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. and I seen them suck against the Bears getting beat 61 to 7, you know. So, and now the tickets are like 170, 180, you know. And I just meant that, you know, I would really, really hope – that we can get something established, like with Lafleur calling them first ten plays. Let's do something than a dump pass for two yards yeah. or throw over the middle for three yards. You know, I mean, let's let's let Jordan go. You know, let let take like uh, like Vagabond Johnson take the trading wheels off and just let the guy go. And you know what? If he could run and make a first down, that's better than sitting there trying to throw a three yard pass because they got. Five linebackers covered because they know we're not going to try anything downfield. So I would agree. I like the idea of letting Jordan Love play quarterback. I don't know how much they have the training wheels on him. I hate a lot of the screen plays just because this isn't a good screen team. And, and I read today that, that Aaron Jones is healthy. This is the best he's looked. So Matt LaFleur said they're ready to unleash him. Oh, okay. Uh, whatever, but this is not a, a clean executing team screenplays. I, I don't really like that, but all the deep shots we've seen, Denny, I mean, they have been hidden for whatever reason. I don't know if I want to keep trying that. If I know but it's not going to go well, Grant, if we quit doing it, then they're really going to let loose on us. You know, I mean, we're just hoping that one of these times, like I said, uh, Watson was only 11 for 26 in, you know, catches. Yeah. This year, you know, and I mean, he's just really not doing much, you know. No. And what Jordan can use that support, you know. He hasn't. And, been, he but, hasn't been doing much. I saw. I think Ryan Wood tweeted out earlier today. It was a quote from Christian Watson, like, "All it takes is one catch, I think, to yeah, get what to get right, Watson on the right does. track." That's what we saw last year. Yeah, yeah, and you know, let's let's hope that the line let's let's hope the penalties are subsided this week. You know, because, I mean, they took away some great plays that the defense made last week by stupid penalties. Yeah. And I like I I just just give me an offensive line performance. It's not terrible. 
You, you can give right. me slightly below average. Just cut out the penalties yep. and, the, and the awful plays. I'll take it. That's it. And, and you know, like I said, give the fans something to cheer about. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to have – I don't want to hear on TV that the fans are booing after the first quarter. You know? I mean – that sure doesn't help anybody's morale on the no. team. No, it uh, yeah. it does not. Uh, something to cheer for. I like that, Denny. I like that. Yeah. Did, did you see Jair said today that the Packers, they, he said they're going to win out the next 10 games? I saw that he said that they could. Uh, that yeah. is a Jair thing to say for sure, yeah. Remember, relax with, with the Rodgers and stuff. And, and, you know, like I said, we've been spoiled for 30 years. You know, no matter what way you put it, we always came out 10, 11 wins a year, you know, no matter what happened, you know. And uh, it's like almost like a, some miracles were made, like when Brett's dad died, you know. Comes yeah. out and throws, what, five touchdown passes that night, you know. And it just, we just have to be supportive of the team because if if we're not now, I mean, what's going to happen, you know. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of thinking – um giving the fans something to cheer for. Denny, I appreciate you. You have a good weekend, uh, and I hope you enjoy the game. Something to cheer for. It doesn't have to be a win. We don't need to go on a five-game winning streak here. Just like, Can we put a good scripted drive together to start the game? Get the crowd into it a little bit? Give them a reason to cheer before the third quarter when the first field goal or when the first touchdown is scored? Just anything. I don't need a 42-10 to 10 blowout, but you know, a first-half touchdown, baby step, something to cheer for, 608. 321-1670, Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. Clubhead Mike. Clubhead Mike. How you doing? And another regular caller I didn't hear from yesterday. Yeah, I missed yesterday. I was out of town. I was over in the Twin Cities area. Ooh, big Shop. city. Yeah, <laughs> I can't pick you up over there. So Holiday um, holiday shopping? Uh, kind of. I was okay. picking up a few things. My son's birthday was uh, the day before Halloween, and um, we're going tomorrow. We're going to see him, so I just bought a couple of little stocking stuffers for him. But we already got his present. So nice! Wow, yeah. you're, you're thoughtful. You're, yeah. you're you've planned ahead. You're all over this. I can tell. Yes. Yeah. See the grandbabies tomorrow. So um, I'm going to make. A, I got a list of names for you. Okay. Uh, Jeff Hostetler, Mark Rippon, um, Trent Dilfer, mm-hmm. Brad Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see another one here. I'm looking at a list. Joe Flacco, mm-hmm. Nick Foles. What do these guys all have in common? I believe all of those quarterbacks have won a Super Bowl, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes, and I think uh, I think Jordan Love might be as good or better than all of those guys. Um, so I'm with, uh, I'm with Vagabond on this one. I think he could be – I think Jordan Love can get better than what he's showing right now. It's, it's going to take some time, and I've always preached patience, patience, patience. patience. Um, I don't want to use a high round or a high draft pick on another quarterback. I like the uh, – um, the Harrison, the Marvin Harrison idea. I don't want to develop another quarterback over the next two years, and I want to get I want to get a stud offensive lineman and maybe some defensive backs and an inside linebacker. I don't want to I don't want to waste our best draft pick on another quarterback. I just uh, don't want to start over again. Well, I don't. Well, Mike, never think of a pick on a quarterback as as a waste. Nothing works without the quarterback. So I, yeah. I, I I don't want you to think of it that way. I th- This is a difficult conversation to have right now because I think if we, we get to the end of the year and the Packers play themselves into a top three pick, it's going to be really hard for me to think that we shouldn't take the next guy, even if it's not Jordan Love's fault, which would stink for Jordan Love. 
he totally wasn't put in a position to light it up and, and put up massive numbers this year with, with the staff that's around him. But if if Jordan Love can't prevent this team from from being in position for a top two or three pick, I, I don't know if he's the guy I want to hitch the cart to for the next two or three years. Because then in two or three years, there's a chance that we might have to turn around and take a quarterback anyways. You know, at yeah, that point, you might as well just do it now. Yeah, then you're just in super desperation mode, right? Yeah. Um, well, you, you see what Taysom Hill has done for the Saints, right? All-around player, can play any position. Sure. What do you think if the, if the Bears were to let uh, Justin Fields go? Do you think the Packers could use a player, <laughs> oh, use him as a player like that? He can play the Wildcat. He can, oh, my God. You know, catch passes. He can uh, be a capable backup. I know everybody hates Justin Fields. but God, that's so I disrespectful. He's a good guy. He can run. I mean, you know, he could be an all-around, like, flanker back type of guy. I, I don't know. I just, I think it's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought about that. That is an interesting thought. I think a Bears fan would hear that and be like, what the hell? What the-? That's kind of a diss towards Justin Fields. Um, Taysom Hill was an undrafted guy from where did you remember where he played college football? Where did Taysom Hill play college football? Not Mountain mm. Union. I don't know. I seem to remember him being on the Packers roster, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I thought he was a D3 guy. I'm going to have to look into that. And then, of course, Justin Fields is a top 10 pick from if not the bluest of blue chip schools in the country, you know, one of the close ones, that's, oh, yeah. that's an interesting half-baked take, Mike. I'm going to have to stew on that for a little bit. Yeah. And one more quick thing for you. I know you're probably up against the break, but uh, I know today is a busy day, but one day next week, I'd like to talk to you about uh, the shipwreck that I was on uh, when I was in the Navy. So uh, it kind of ties in with your Edmund Fitzgerald um, week. So let's talk, let's talk week. later next week. I'm all the way, I'm yep. all the way in. Yes. I want to hear that. Let's do that next week, Mike. Totally. All right, thanks. Hell yeah. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend. Yeah, thank you. That's bye bye. Bye bye. That's Clement Mike in Chippewa Falls. Uh, no Clemens tonight, but we will talk to our friend Andrew Wagner about the Brewers, maybe some Buck stuff as well, and about the conclusion of this baseball season. What comes next for Craig Council, et cetera, et cetera. Wisco Sports Show back in five minutes. Stick around. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports Show. Happy Friday. Fins up, by the way. It's Friday. We're going to speak with Andrew Wagner, our friend who uh, does a little uh, Brewers beaten, a little Bucks beaten. Big music guy was tweeting about music. I want to talk baseball with Andrew, specifically the way that uh, folks talk about baseball. I got mad on Twitter the other day. It's new. Uh, and I just, I just get so annoyed. You know, we watch baseball all year long. And we enjoy our teams. And I thought the playoffs were awesome this year. The World Series was a little flat. But the Rangers were awesome. And the Diamondbacks were an interesting story. It's not like the World Series sucked. Sorry it didn't go seven games. And there wasn't a walk-off home run in every game. Like, this TikTok generation, this TikTok attitude. Like, not every game is going to be amazing. There's going to be some games that aren't awesome. Okay. It was still great. And then all these people who don't pay attention to baseball, don't talk about baseball all year long, show up in November and they're like, this is what we need to do to fix baseball. It's like you weren't even you. you, It's like showing up at the end of the party and being like, I would have done this differently. It's you weren't even here. Why? Why do you get an opinion? Yes, I'm gatekeeping. I realize. But that's a conversation we're going to have with Andrew Wagner coming up in a little bit. Just after five o'clock, we've been talking Packers, Jordan Love, 
what we expect against the Rams, I kind of think we might be due for a win on Sunday. I really hope I'm right because I want to talk about a win next week. I want to talk about some positives and some development and some growth. And I feel like, fingers crossed, feel like it could happen. They could also suck again uh, because that's what we've seen for the last couple weeks, but I feel like they're due. So we've been talking about that a little bit. But if you want to talk Brewers, Craig Council's future, Bucks, Badgers, whatever, I'll talk about that with you as well. Let's take some more calls. 608-321-1670. Wisco Sports Show, who's this? Grant, hey, Tony in Texas. Yeah, we got a parade right down the road over here. Yeah, how is that? Is the town a buzz down in Texas? Yeah, there are people, you know, honestly, it's kind of cool to see people crying. Yeah. You know, excited. I let, let a couple of my employees take off. You know, we put the nice. parade on at work. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. You're a very gracious boss for allowing some of your employees to go enjoy that. Oh, yeah, of course. You gotta, the people do the work, right? Hey, hey, like, hey, I agree. But there's a lot of a lot of the ruling class, Tony. They wouldn't feel that way. I'm, I'm glad to hear you're with it. I am. Hey, I got a question about your uh, your refrigerator. Do you do you get milk or almond milk? What's your thing? I don't get milk or almond milk. I don't drink milk. No. What am I gonna What am I gonna do with? Am I gonna come home and have a glass of milk? You don't eat cereal. No, I never buy cereal. Maybe a little milk and cookies. Uh I I like cereal, but the thing is, I'd eat the whole box in like two days. I I buy things because I know myself. And I and I know if I buy certain things, I'm not I'm not gonna get a week long sustenance out of it. I'm just gonna get bored and hungry one night and eat the whole thing. So I don't I don't buy milk or cereal. I like it. Interesting. But I don't buy it. Very interesting. Uh, well, hopefully that girlfriend of yours domesticates you. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get into the Packers soon here. Uh, but I don't know if you've been paying attention to the NBA. You had the NBA lounge yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little little James Harden bashing. But there was a game last night, oh. and uh, Victor Wembanyama is is starting to look like the real deal. And he's 38. Yeah, he's 19 years old. He's what seven? I don't know how tall he's seven four. Can't miss pro- prospect apparently, and he's starting to look the part. And this is what I'm going to here with the Packers. Oh, okay. I thought you were about to be like, would you trade Giannis for him right now? It's no. like, well, that's I don't no. want to do that. But Wemby was great. He had a, he had a pull up three in crunch time from the top of the key and a floater from the elbow. Like he's he's brilliant. Yes. And Greg Popovich has done this a couple of times. Unbelievably, he's done it a couple of times. So my point is, Grant, why don't the Packers just lose every game and just try to get the top three pick? Well, I mean, the NFL is a little bit different than the NBA. The NBA, I mean, it's blatant. Like, they just gave up DeJounte Murray for nothing. And they're just like all these teams. It's very clear and obvious. It's never clear and obvious in the NFL. And these guys only have 17 games, so it's it's different. Look, I, I think you just let this play out. I think if Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur and the guys on this team can't keep this team from getting a top three pick next year, then they don't deserve to be employed moving forward. Like if Jordan Love needs to show me and needs to win enough and do just enough this year to make it so the Packers can't draft one of these top tier quarterbacks, because I think we're in agreement. If the Packers are in the top three, they got to take one. Well, they're, they've already passed their easiest part of their schedule. So Jair is nuts. You know, they've got as much chance of that as I do dating Emily Radzikowski. This is just crazy talk by Jair. I mean, and what's interesting when you're at these games is I don't root against them. I never root against the Packers. No. I just let things play out. I just let it play out. I'll tell you what, my palms were not sweaty. I wasn't nervous. Were your knees was, weak or your arms heavy? 
my knees weren't weak. It's like when there's a girl you know that's not interested in you, you're not nervous. You don't care. What is this? She's not nervous. You're not nervous about her. Look at it. Look at it this way, Tony. I cheer for my team, and if they lose, I tell myself, well, now we'll have a better draft pick to feel better. I'm not actively thinking about that during the game. Yeah, yeah. But after the game, you start to look at the standings, start yes. thinking about it. Looking at my, I'm looking at mock drafts already. I'm following college football more. I want to know who the top quarterbacks are. The top, you know, we, I saw Marvin Harrison play in real time. I know Vegabon John wants him. I'm looking. I'm like, oh man, this is getting exciting. I'm excited to lose. I don't root against them, but now I'm excited again. <laughs> so they've got they've got to, they got to regress to get better. And I said it might be a three year project. Yeah, you know, maybe it'll be two years, Grant. But they do need to get some high-end talent at the most important position. It's, it's quarterback's the most important position. Yeah, I, I, I love Clemhead Mike. I love Clemhead Mike. He's like my, my, my fun uncle. But, you know, Mike, those teams had – he was mentioning these quarterbacks, Grant. Yeah. Yep. He, failed to, he failed to mention they had transcendent defenses. Joe yeah. Barry's not leading a transcendent defense. Well, and I – like, we'll talk about Joe Barry in a bit. I – you know, I want to be fair to this Packers defense this year, but I, I just don't really get what we're doing here with Joe Barry in 2023. So I, I would agree. But but the point is, having a quarterback like Jordan Love, it's not prohibitive. It, it doesn't mean that you can't contend. It just means you need to do the team building a little differently. And I, I think that might be the direction the Packers go if they keep Jordan Love around. You know, or they might just say, well, we'll take our next quarterback. We'll reset the rookie contract and go from there. We'll just have to yeah, see. Yeah, agree, it. agree. Great spot with uh, with our guy, Mike Clemens, yesterday. Great show yesterday, Grant. Yesterday that, that was, was exciting. fun. Were you? That I can't was, remember. Did you call yesterday or was, the year, was it the day before? No, I called yesterday. I, I was just so. all over. I, I had a whole I, – I think I covered every major sport in our state. <laughs> I, I, I think so. Yesterday's show was fun. We heard from a lot of callers that we hadn't heard from in a little bit. So I, I appreciated that. Thank you, Tony. Have a good weekend. I got to move on here in a minute, but enjoy the, the celebration down there in Texas. Oh, yeah. And go drink a glass of milk. Support <laughs> your state. America's Dairyland Grant. See you later. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. I'm not anti-milk and anti-dairy. I eat cheese, butter. I just, I don't, I, I don't seek out a glass of milk. I just, water's fine. I don't. I don't know. I don't need to drink milk. Although it's good recovery beverage after a workout. And I got to tell you guys, I'm kind of excited because, you know, I moved in July. I canceled my YMCA membership in June. And with a new schedule and just a lot going on, I, it's been on the back burner. I finally got my gym membership set up. Started on the first of this month. I'm going after work tonight. I'm very excited. Although it is bittersweet because I do very much miss my lacrosse YMCA. The YMCA's in lacrosse and the one in Alaska too. But I was, you know, I live in the, the thick of downtown lacrosse or on, on the southish side of lacrosse, going to the Dahl YMCA. It's the best people. You know, you get to know the faces and the people, and you just, you know, you get in a routine. I miss that. But I am going to work out tonight. Maybe, Tony, I'll have a glass of milk for you afterwards. I'll stop, see our friends at Quick Trip on the way home. Get some chocolate milk. Let's take a three-minute break. We'll wrap up the first hour of the Wisco Sports Show next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show holy cow this is not hyper i'm not yanking your chain folks if you're listening and you're like all right i'm gonna listen to five o'clock and then i'm gonna turn it don't okay because uh, we got darnell the chump 
in Madison on hold. And we got another caller who we're going to speak with right after 5 o'clock. Oh, don't, don't go anywhere. Please, I ne- do I ever pull this crap? I don't pull this crap with you. Like, coming back, we're going to do this, and you can't. No, I don't yank your chain. Don't go anywhere. Get, give me until 5.05 at the very least. I promise. I'll make it worth your while. Bubba in Cranberry Country, before we take our break, get an update from Zach Heilprin, 608-321-1670. What's going on, Bubba? Evening, Grant. I hope you're well. I am well. How, how are you? How have you been? Uh, I'm pretty good for an old fella. Say, uh, I used to work for one of your sister stations in La Crosse. Oh, is that right? Which one? Yeah, The Rock. 95.7 The Rock. Mm-hmm. What was your DJ name? I I don't want to give that over the air. Interesting. It was it was probably like grease or log. I can, or... I can do it because I, I raced out stock at the time and my name was Skidmark. Ah, uh, what did I say? What I said grease or log. I actually wasn't that far away. Oh, so you're a rock guy. Interesting. But you yeah. commuted all the way from Warren's. Uh, at the time, I lived in Sparta. Ah, I see. I see. I see. Okay. All right. So I watched that game last night. And those two quarterbacks. They showed a lot of. They had a lot of fight in their eyes. You know, a lot of want to get out and get it. Mm-hmm. And I would like to see that out of Jordan Love. A lot of fight. Fight like the third giraffe getting on Noah's Ark and it's starting to rain. Interesting. Uh, and you don't know, see fight? And, he, he seems just even keeled. I, That's not enough for you? Yeah. He just seems like, well, this is the way it is and this is how we're going to do it. That just doesn't seem right to me. Hmm. You want more edge? You want more piss and vinegar? Yeah, yeah, I really do. Yeah, as a rock guy, you would yeah, you sure. would say that. Yeah, <laughs> you would. We didn't like when Aaron Rodgers would get up in the ass of his wide receivers, and now we want Jordan Love to do the same thing. I'm just trying to stay consistent here, Bubba. That's I, I'm nothing if not consistent. <laughs> That's true, and I appreciate that about you. Oh, and I appreciate that about you, Bubba. What do you what do you what does one do on a weekend like this? Before I let you go uh, in Cranberry Country, what is there to do on a weekend in November? Uh, this weekend, we're going to hunt and probably do a little fishing. Ooh. All right. I used to fish in cranberry bogs during the pandemic. I would drive to Toma, and I'd go back into the back into the countryside where those old abandoned bogs are. You can catch big old sunnies back there with a bobber. Yeah. we got to get together sometime this summer because I'll take you to a place that's like fishing in a, a, a fish tank. Interesting. All right, Bubba. Well, you have my interest. i got to run. i got to take a break. Thank you. It was nice to hear from you. Okay. Be good. Bubba in Cranberry Country. Skidmark. Um, again, there's no way that man lives in Warrens. I, I'm, I'm only like 40% sure that that's someone I don't know. Like, I... I <sighs> Bubba's living rent-free in my Bubba in Cranberry Country. It's a character I'd create on a sitcom about a sports radio show in Wisconsin. Right, let's take a break. Two minutes, we're back. Do not miss what's coming up next, I swear. Don't go anywhere. We had opportunities. Defense did a great job. You know, the field goal unit, field goal block unit did a great job. And, you know, it was tough. We just we didn't make plays right there at the end. We had opportunities. And, you know, it's on everybody on offense. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills. Andrew Wagner going to join us in a little bit to talk about baseball discourse. Maybe a little bit about the Bucks too. He's been covering some Bucks games. Uh, and he wants me to go see the Turnpike Troubadours with him. 
Maybe I will. I want to come watch a game out in his backyard where he's got a sick-looking TV set up. Or go drink with him in, in the Dells, in Wisconsin Dells, because that's where I've seen him before posted up. Uh, Mama's Garage right there on the corner. Oh, I spent New Year's Eve there once. Oh, a lot of... They, they don't mess around. Like, I'm used to strong drinks, drinking in lacrosse. Wisconsin Dells is up there. They don't mess around. They don't, uh, they don't fill your glass up with too much mixer. They give you your money's worth. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bilson on Twitter, at Wisco Grant. So Darnell the Chump, Daniel and Madison. Daniel, I told you you'd be first up, but then we we have had a, an absolutely massive development. Just the largest development maybe on this show in weeks. So Darnell, if you can hold on five minutes, I will get to you, and I, and I apologize for backing out, but this is a call that, that has been long overdue. Uh, David Minone is back, ladies and gentlemen. 608-321-1670. Dave, oh my gosh, what's going on? I have risen from the dead. And boy, vagabond Julie, lettuce, really? What's wrong Come with on. lettuce? I mean, lettuce is for fairy. Oh, I'm sorry. Lettuce is for little, little people and dwarfs and the munchkins. And, I mean, seriously, lettuce? Men do not eat bags of lettuce, vagabond Julie. I, uh... I, mean, I, see, I see Tina from Texas is back on. Have, still has the love affair with cream corn. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure where that relationship's going. And by the way, letting your employees go to the uh, parade, what? They're all Fairweather fans. I bet they couldn't name one player in the Texas, you know, Texas. Ter- oh, um, come Terry on. Floss. The, Ra- the Rangers had I'll- a great season. They, I bet they were paying attention yes, all they year. they did. They did. I don't, guess what? And then for the Brewer fans, you guys are all getting excited about council. You want them back. Let them go to the Mets so they lose in game seven of the playoffs. Don't you want to? Don't you want a manager who loses in first round to play up? So when you play him, you're guaranteed to win. I thought of you this morning, Dave, when I was making my bed. Um, not not because I was making my bed, but I was just I was deep I was deep in thought, uh, oh and I God. and I was thinking about you because you were the first person to ever say anything. You called him Matt Lafleur long before anyone said oh Lafleur. Like- and I I got to give you credit for that. I mean. These people are calling, well, you got to be patient. No, you don't. These players are making $30 million a year. I mean, uh, Alexander, he qu- he's a quitter. Bakhtiari, he quit on his team. And then you get rid of yeah. the one player who's the heart and soul. I mean, I hope Goody, I mean, you're, you're, you're a clown show. You get rid of the one guy because it's like, seriously, now I hope they're the Badgers. You know, Luke Finkel has, you know, has his, uh, what do you call it, bat signal, you know? Mm-hmm. So, see what I think the bat signal? I mean, I mean, I mean, I got the wizard. I got the Wizard of Oz signal. The little wicked, the, the little house that floats down and squashes people like Vagabond and you know Brett one day. And you know, I'm back, guys. As far as as far as the Packers, let them lose. Now, one last thing about Badger Badger hockey. How many times have I criticized Badger hockey? Hey, they, and that's another thing I gave you credit of you for years. And by the yep. way, no one brought it up. No one ever brought up Badger hockey on the show. And you would yep. just call in and at the end of your calls, be like, also fire Tony Granado. Cause that guy sucks. Yep. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means, but it's funny. They're within their first season now without Tony Granado and they're winning a lot of games. So because uh, discipline and a whole different structure of responsibility, God forbid somebody makes these prima donna your generation, <laughs> you know, except, you know, responsible for their, uh, for their actions. But, uh, but I'll say that you know, we lost the bus. You know, the bus is still in school, but uh, eh, I don't think he can handle the, the life of a college life. So he's. I am I, I reading the Gus Bus situation wrong? I read that statement as he needs a week or two because something's going on with his family. You're you're like 
he's not quitting uh, basketball, is he? I think Zach Zach let it go this morning that he he was very Zach knows what's going on. He felt very uncomfortable when Evil asked him. He's asking Zach a tough question. What a shock! <laughs> but he made it sound like the bus may not be wrong for a year. Kind of reminds me of Greg Stevens for all you people that you know. Stevens was in school, but he had a lot of uh, upstairs issues. So hopefully the bus gets at least gets that straightened out for himself. And uh, but outside of that, no. I mean, I'm back, and uh, you know. I can't, I can't wait to hear some of these, uh, like, Begamon Julie. Next week, call in with a bag of carrot and, and start talking like a rabbit. Finally, I'm going to release who everybody thinks who the mad flusher is. They all think it's Big Joe. No, Big Joe ain't that smart enough. Big Joe spends all the time in a state asylum. That's, not, that's not true. Luke Fickle has the bat signal. Pete Ramonona has the, has the mad flusher. You think Pete's the flusher? Oh, every time you flush it. He's just longing for the days for me to call in. But now I can call in Pete from Monona. So you can't call in Chief Shot B-Boy. It's on. Bring it on, baby. Welcome back, Dave. Appreciate the call. I'm like, welcome back, partner. Welcome back, partner. Have a good one, Dave. Have a good weekend. I appreciate you. Yeah, And I was going to say, I know you're not going to say goodbye because that's not your thing. All right. Darnell the Chump is in Madison. Wow, we have a lot to pour over there if you guys don't know what the flusher is by the way there's someone calling the morning show flushing the toilet if you don't listen to the morning show uh and everyone theorizes it's big joe uh but dave from monona says it's pete from monona i don't think pete i don't think pete cares enough i don't get the i don't get the sense that pete would participate in in such childish foolishness and i i would by the way like if i was a part of a show community as a caller which i can't be because i host this show which is the biggest drawback of doing this job is i can't be i want to be one of you guys like i want to be a burner account like cone roller and exist in that space i can't i would love flushing the toilet i am childish i don't get the sense that pete from monona is i don't know let's talk to darnell the chump daniel and madison what's going on daniel sorry to make you wait i know that that's all right uh haven't heard from dave in months yeah I miss the guy, and he was right about more things than not. Like, now everyone has a nickname for Matt LaFleur. Dave was the first. With Matt LaFleur, it's just tough because you can see that he wants to do really well, and he really cares about the team and the players and everything. He just he completely lacks toughness, and it's so evident in everything that they do, and it's getting kind of tough to watch, you know, where he's just breaking down and – uh, they sent out a happy birthday Facebook message today to Matt LaFleur, and it was like every single comment on it was, this guy needs to leave, this guy sucks, which I'm not saying that they're wrong. I'm just saying that kind of feel for the guy a little bit because, you know, he, he got to he got to live with Aaron Rodgers for, for two and a half, three years, and now he's in the real world. And he's got to put up with uh, an angry fan base that expects winning. Yeah. And a brand new quarterback. You know, like it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation to be in, but that's why you get paid the big bucks to be the uh, the head coach. That's true. I wish, like, the toughness doesn't have to come from the head coach. Like, and I've been I've been trying to preach this now for a couple weeks. Like. Every coach is different, right? Mike Tomlin and Dan Campbell are very different than Kyle Shanahan, who's very different from John Harbaugh, who's very different from D'Amico, right? Like all of these coaches are are strong and weak in different areas. The idea is you need to round out your staff 
to fill in the gaps. And I listen to Adam Stenovich talk. I'm like, okay, well, this guy's as dry as a bag of rice. There's nothing inspiring there. I, I don't know what Joe Barry brings to the table. Rich Bisacci is getting paid a ton. His special teams suck. He's also the assistant head coach. Like, it's not just on Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur can't be held to a, a 10 out of 10 standard for every single part of the team. That's what his staff is supposed to help out with. Yeah, it's just the fact that he's sticking with staff that the greater football community does not respect, right? So he kind of made his bed with those those coaches and that those assistants that he handpicked. Yeah. Um, and he's got to live and die with them now. Um, I don't know that there's a Joe Barry, a situation where Joe Barry gets fired and Matt LaFleur keeps his job if they continue losing the way he has because Matt LaFleur is stuck with Joe Barry through each, you know, each issue that's come up. Um, actually, the, the real reason I called was to ask you a question about the Badger football team. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Perfect. Um, we can wrap up with that. Well, the last, I mean, you know, last week we saw Braylon Allen go down with injury against the best team that the Badgers are going to play this year. And then they kind of managed without him. It wasn't pretty, but they managed. Um, and it had me kind of thinking, what happens after, like, what's, what's a life without Braylon Allen and Ches Malusi in the backfield? Like, who do they have to back that up? Because I didn't see really any any explosion or anything from uh, from their backup acre. I got, I'm trying to think of next year where are the Badgers at at the running back position? Because I don't know any of their names. Do you? No. Oh, God. Well, I know Jackson Aker. It's Jackson Aker, right? That's we're thinking of the right guy, the uh, running I back. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I'm not the guy to ask about this, first and foremost, but I'm also like, and this is, Vagabond John has done this to me. I'm not anti-Braylon Allen, but I just, I'm left wanting. I want a little bit more, and Braylon Allen carries himself in kind of an insane tunnel vision football is everything way and he leaves a lot of these games and i and i don't know i'm again i'm not trying to go anti braylon allen here i'm just left wanting more i have been wanting more all year long yeah i mean and i i would i would say i agree it's, he's been running behind kind of a rough offensive line um whereas you know the first year when he kind of burst out of the scene there's there ended up being three guys going to the NFL off that line. Yeah. So um, it's it's tough when you got to make your own luck as a running back, especially running behind a new scheme and all that. Like the fact that he ran out of the eye for two years and now he's running out of shotgun. Like that's got to just wear on you. Yeah. So that's been I'm sure that's been tough for him, but it's it's kind of all the Badgers have been decent at recently. So <laughs> it's it's kind of, it's tough looking at the running back room and I'm like man I don't know anybody there and I don't know where they're who they're going to have next year because I don't think that Braylon will be back and I know that Ches won't be back so we'll have to see it it's going to be a a major question mark but then again there's a lot of question marks when it comes to Badger football right now yeah I mean aside from their their schedule right which is like the coolest thing ever but um but yeah that was that was pretty much it yeah, I appreciate you, Darnell. I think there's a lot of good points worth talking about there. I liked what you said uh, about Joe Barry. I think I have the correct piece of audio. I was actually planning to bring this up at some point. I, again, I, I want to be 100% fair. 
not blaming Joe Barry and this Packers defense for all, all the Packers losses. The offense has been worse. But the idea was this year that the Packers defense helps win. Right? They were supposed to be, excuse me, part of the solution, not just not part of the problem. Um, and that has not been the case, which is part of the reason why the Packers have been losing. They can't get off the field. They're like 28th in, in um, EPA per play. Like, you look at scoring, and you're just like, oh, they're average. Okay, well, first of all, they're supposed to be better than average, and also in a lot of underlying meaningful metrics, they're way worse than average. Listen to Joe Barry. This is the start of his presser, and I think this is the piece of audio that I want. If I'm wrong, then we'll take a break and I'll find it, but I'm 99% sure this is what I want. How are we doing? How are you? Great. <laughs> So it's just the very beginning where they're like, how are you, Joe Barry, today? And he's like, great. Listen to that one more time. How are we doing? How are you? Great. <laughs> you know what he actually said there? How the F do you think I'm doing? My defense is ass. I'm probably going to get fired. And one of my best players just got traded. What do you mean, how am I doing? How are we doing? How are you? Great. Great. Joe Barry's got to be thinking the same thing a lot of us are. Why am I here? What was the point of this year? What, what is this? No one likes my scheme. No one agrees with my scheme. This defense is performing way worse than we all expect. No one seems to like me. Why am I? Why, why did we do this again this year? Why am I still here? I'm, I'm getting fired at the end of the year. If not with Matt LaFleur, then by Matt LaFleur. What is, why am I here? You just got to be tired. How are we doing? How are you? Great. Great. Now let's get this over with. Just lost one of my best players. Defense already can't get off the field. 608-321-1670. Let's take one call, and then we'll go to break. Let's go sports show. Who's this? Dan in Broadhead. Dan in Broadhead. Following Daniel in Madison. Well, this is perfect. Dan, what's new? What's up with you? Oh, well, last time I spoke, my phone cut out, uh, but I hadn't spoke to you in a long time. But it's going to sound like a barrage. I don't mean it, but I'm going to have to start out by roasting you. Okay. Um unfortunately because i know you're a nature lover but earlier this week you talked about willingly killing a plant and you said you oh. you let it die on its own but what you really did was you starved it to death well you, you 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 let it die you you basically unplugged a feeding tube from a from a vegetable no what i a, did was I, I bought a five dollar money tree at home depot two years ago and i got sick of watering it and i didn't want to move it into a bigger pot because i don't even know where, where was it gonna go it didn't fit on my end table anymore i didn't want it on my desk i just what what, what, what? you think i'm a bad person for this is that what you're saying come on now you're a nature lover you're supposed to love every living thing and you you killed it you well i killed a stink death. bug that was in my bathroom the other night too does that mean i'm going to hell no, no, those are a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's fair. Uh, the, other, yeah, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing I'm going to say is that uh, what I meant to say when my phone cut out uh, last week is that you guys can't fool yourselves. You know I'm a Bears fan, so I'm used to uh, uh, losing seasons. Mm -hmm. You can't fool yourself with the whole Jordan Love's going to come around here or there. The guy, the reason why he has to check down is because he couldn't throw a football through a wet napkin. His arm is like a noodle. I don't and think it is. I, it's not, though. Well, did you? All right. So before the uh, bye week, I read a stat that said passes uh, over five yards. He was 14 of 32 with zero touchdowns and four or five interceptions. That's passes farther than five yards. It's, I mean, it's un, unbelievable. That was before the and, bye? Yeah. Hmm. 
It was right before the buy. I'm not discounting this stat. I'm just trying to get. That's just such a large window. Whatever. whatever. It hasn't been good. I also don't know that. I don't know. I don't think Christian Watson is this deep shot wizard that they're trying to force him to be. And if he catches one and they connect on one, I think that could be the start of something. That was the case last year, too. But I I don't know. It seems like Jordan Love's hucking a lot of these balls deep to try to prove that he can do it. And I just don't think that's that's good motivation to ever do anything is to just prove that you can. That's how a lot of men do really dumb things. Just like, oh, you don't think I can watch this? It's like, what? Should we do this thing right now, or are you only doing it to prove that you can do it? You know what I mean? That seems to be oh, the yeah. genesis and, and the motivation behind their deep passing game right now, and I hate it. Yeah, that, that's the old hold my beer, watch this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I had to push back on is, is the Matt LaFleur um, uh, contributing to Aaron Rodgers' two MVPs. Yeah. Now, I believe the first MVP, not the first one, but the, the first of the last two but didn't he still have Nathaniel Hackett call in place? Yeah, who hired Nathaniel Hackett, though? Like, I I, I completely push back on the idea that Aaron Rodgers won those MVPs completely independent of any other factors. Like, I, I, I just, I don't like that. The, or the idea that he won MVPs despite Matt LaFleur, right? Like, no, I, I think Matt LaFleur brought in, go back and watch tape from the, from the first MVP year, from 2020. They're running things and hitting concepts and picking up easy yards the way that he never did at the end with Mike McCarthy. Yes, but what you're saying is now at the beginning of the season where everybody's saying, hey, now you're going to see Matt LaFleur's playbook. Now you're going to see a guy, you know, who a quarterback that can run it and not check out of everything. And maybe Rodgers was checking out because, LaFleur's playbook sucked. Am I Mm. off on that? I don't think so. I I think there's a million things going on this year. I I think the offensive line is in flux and not very good. The the wide receivers are learning on the job. The quarterback's learning on the job. And I think Matt LaFleur's staff has been picked over a little bit. He lost Luke Getze. He lost Nathaniel Hackett. Um, and sometimes when you keep promoting people, they reach a position they shouldn't be in. Like, I don't know if Adam Stenovich should be an offensive coordinator. You know, they they had Nathaniel Hackett was a great vibes guy. And who knows what Luke Getze brought to the party. This is, this is how a coaching staff works, right? Everyone brings something to the table. And when you start losing guys, you know, Matt LaFleur can't do everything. Adam Stenovich can't do everything. I think that's important. Yeah, true. And and as far as Christian Watson goes, the, the 85 Bears had a guy named Willie Galt. And that's probably the best comp to uh, Christian Watson. It's run like the wind, hands like bricks. Uh, and it, it reminds me of that guy from the replacements that uh, they had to throw the football so hard it stuck into his helmet for him to actually catch one. I actually, so I'm going to hold on to a little of my Christian Watson stock. Everyone's selling. Everyone's selling. <laughs> I'm all hold on to my stock. I, I think there's going to be a version. I I am optimistic about my team. I know you're you're laughing at me as a Bears fan, but I think next couple weeks we'll start to see some things. I'm not saying they're going to look like a contender. It's just going to start like it's. It's going to look like I think it's starting to make sense. That's what I'm holding out hope for, Dan. It's it's starting to sound like a broken record, though. You're saying, let's give it two more weeks. And I, I heard that two weeks ago. Let's give it a couple more weeks and see what happens. A couple more weeks equals a couple more hours. I don't know. I don't know about all. I don't know. <laughs> You're going back and, and check the tape. Hey, Dan, I got to take a break. It was nice to hear from you. Good luck to your bears. All right. Thanks, Grant. Yeah, have a good <laughs> one. Broadhead. Dan and Broadhead. Appreciate him. Yeah, I killed that house plant. I sleep like a baby at night. 
Let's take a three-minute break. We're around the corner from Andrew Wagner. is going to join us at 5.30. Can't wait to talk to that guy. He's always grumpy in a way that I very much enjoy. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Wisco Sports Show. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate you never missing a Friday show. Uh, as I was saying earlier on in the show, mark your calendars for next Friday. True appointment listening as we commemorate the 48th anniversary of the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Rick Mixter is going to be back. He joined us last year. You should go back and listen to that conversation again. A little, a little pre-show listening. Just to remember all the great details and the stories that he told last year rick's awesome i spoke with him earlier this afternoon recorded our conversation i'm gonna play it for you here's a little teaser you know what i'll play you the teaser because it's on twitter i know everyone's not on twitter you can follow me at wisco grant uh the front of this video has a clip from a, a newscast that he was on uh hyping him up a little bit and then you'll hear the exchange between rick and i it's about a minute 40 long let me play this for you and naturally, it did not start. Let me set that up one more time. Let me play this for you. If there was a Mount Rushmore of Michigan maritime historians, Rick Mixter would be on it. He's a Michigan-based documentarian and researcher, diving over 100 Great Lakes shipwrecks, producing programs for PBS, History, and Discovery Channels. Rick is one of the few who has been to the bottom and explored the fits up close. Well, he thought that the ship would never go down. Of course, none of these captains think that their ship is ever going to let them down. And I think that's so interesting. I think that's so fascinating that all these guys are out there on the lakes with the base assumption that, well, there's no way in hell that my ship could ever fail me. I think that's so interesting. Well, and there's 10,000 ships on the bottom from captains that thought that, you know, I mean, literally when they run in thick fog, when they can't see the end of their ship and you wonder why don't you drop the hook and just wait it out? Um, I don't like to be the armchair quarterback, but it, you've got to sit down and say, you know, it was not within the safety regulations of what would normally be done. Um, you certainly wouldn't have went into that storm. And the Fitzgerald did it so often going into those big storms. You can't help but blame the captain. And I catch a lot of guff um, from people, especially online when I put my talks up. How dare you talk about the dead that way? But it's it's blatant and when you've got the cook that's also saying he almost killed us and i told the boss at, at columbia he almost killed us um i i think that that is is really leading you up to the decision making process for a captain that misjudged the storm and got caught in it and sadly because his ship was not in very good shape it was lost and that you know unfortunately is the call on there but again i'm not a ship captain i'm not a metallurgist i'm not a a shipyard worker I just know all of those people, and I've talked to them. So that's where I get my ideas from. Rick kind of brought it this year. Like, he wasn't afraid to throw it around a little bit, you know? And I'm not saying he's blaming the captain there. Uh, I guess in a way that he is. But Rick brought it. Rick, Rick, didn't, Rick didn't ride the fence, as occasionally Cone Roller uh, accuses me of doing. Which, hey, hand up. I need it. I, I, someone needs to hold me accountable. So it's fine. Uh, I understand it, Cone. What a show so far tonight. We had a Dave from Monona uh, comeback for the first time in God, God only knows how long. It's been months. 
Uh, so it was nice to hear from Dave Vagabond. John finished a bag of lettuce. That's good stuff. Daniel and Madison. Uh, Bubba in uh, hand. Let's do a vote. Hand up if you think Bubba is a real person who actually lives in Cranberry Country and actually lives in Warrens. I actually think Bubba's someone I know who's trolling me. That's actually my belief. We'll see, but that is my belief. So eight three two one sixteen seventy. We'll take one call, then we'll take a break. We'll get to our buddy Andrew Wagner, who's going to join us to talk about a whole host of things next. Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Ridge Runner Mark, how are we doing, sir? Ridge Runner Mark, I'm doing fantastic. How is life up above the bluffs in beautiful lacrosse on a night like this? It is wonderful, mildly chilly, but I'll get over it. Uh, you know, welcome to Wisconsin. It's deer season. Uh, it feels like deer season out there. It, it, it is deer season. I got to slap uh, blaze orange on the dogs when I let them out at night or yeah. during the day because, you know, don't want mistakes. Amen. Um, my, my packer take. Um this is kind of an overall philosophy thing, and that's kind of my game. That's kind of what I bring to the show, I, I think. Um, the last game I watched, man, was I frustrated. And you were, you're were watching the game, you're like, why is this happening? Oh, this sucks. Oh, this sucks. Then I got to the end of the game, and I'm like, you know what? I realized something. I'm going to live in the moment. During the game, if it's a crappy game, I'm going to be, be upset, be frustrated. We can't deny, our, we can't deny that. We're, it's frustrating to watch. But then you got to let it go. This season is one where we have to really remove expectations. We've talked about that. We've gone over and over that. But we also have to recognize we don't like watching a losing product. And mm-hmm. that's okay. But we don't have to live with, man, we've got this closing window. There is no window. Rodgers is gone. We've lost a lot of good veteran players, specifically on the offense. There is no window. There is prep for next year. There's figuring things out, including figuring out our coaching. Um, but we can't, like the previous caller said, well, can't wait two weeks and see. We can't wait another month and see. No, this is just going to have to let this season cook. Yep. And and at the end of it, we see what, what's going to happen. And then the other take is uh, we have to change our winning condition when it comes to watching a Packer game. Oh. It's not whether they win or lose. That's fine. But when we talk about winning condition, what I mean is we have to really dive deep, look for good things. Like the last game, there was one drive in the second half. Things cooked. Things went really well. And they got a touchdown out of it. There's a beautiful back shoulder throw for the touchdown. Great. Awesome. Let's put that into the cookbook and say that's something we can look at and build on. The rest of the game sucks. That's okay. But that drive itself was good. The defense, yeah, overall, they gave up, what, you know, 24 points, more, you know, over 20 points. And they looked bad at times, but there are were also moments where they looked really good. And that, I think, as a coaching staff, they're probably taking that and saying, okay, this is what we're going to build on. This is what we're going to fix. And recognize we ain't making the playoffs. We're not going to make a deep playoff run. We may not even have a winning record. That's okay. And I think that last part where we look at the season and say, that's okay, they win. we didn't have a winning record, I think a lot of Packer fans don't know how to get to that headspace. Yeah. You'll sleep a lot better at night if you get to that spot. Oh, yeah. If you say, well, you oh, yeah. know, we were only competing for about 30 years there. We're due for a down year or two as we rebuild. <laughs> Once you get there, you will be a lot less unhappy with the Packers. You will just, you know, right. you just got to understand your situation and you got to learn to live with it. And right now our situation is we're rebuilding. 
we got to learn to live with it. And there's yep. fun things about a rebuilding team. Uh, those fun things right. might not be on Sundays. You're losing. But if you're a mock draft person, right, if you're someone that right. likes kind of the chess board that a GM plays when they're rebuilding a roster, there are interesting, especially on sports talk radio, but Sundays might occasionally be a bummer. You know, we got to learn to live with that. And, and if you look at the draft, it's like, okay, cool. We get a top 10 pick. All right. Where are we going? Are we still going to stick with the philosophy of best available player? And if there's a really good lineman, do we grab him? Or a really good wide receiver? Or even a really good running back? Or do we still build on the trend of the defense and make sure if we truly believe Love is the guy, we want to make sure we have an, an all-star defense that can keep giving him the ball? Yeah. How do we look at that? And that's something to look forward to. I do want to circle back and say we definitely need to allow ourselves to be pissed watching losing a losing product. Oh yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to bottle that up. You bottle that up, and you're not going to sleep well. Even if you think you've gotten yeah. the point of well, I know they're going to suck. Then then embrace it. Be pissed. Say, God damn it, they suck right now. Yeah. And then flush. Yeah. And then move That's on. Okay. Watch other games. Yeah. Enjoy your Sunday night. Look right. forward to the Bucks or you know whatever. I love that take, yeah. Ridge Runner Mark. Hey, you have a great weekend up there on the Bluffs. Enjoy it. Keep the dogs safe. We'll talk again soon. Right on. Take it easy, man. Yeah, have Bye. a good one. Ridge Runner Mark listing on WKTY and Lacrosse. Andrew Wagner going to join us next. Maybe we'll ask him for his Packer takes. Although he's he's an oddball in that he'll probably be like, I'm I'm excited. I love seeing all these Packers fans pissed off. He probably I'll have to ask him that. We'll talk Brewers mostly, though, as that is his forte. Craig Council, what comes next for the future? And he's just a curmudgeon, and I enjoy people that are curmudgeons. That's why I enjoy Dave from Monona. I enjoy Andrew Wagner. He joins us next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Sports show. Appreciate you listening. Hope your week is wrapping up nicely. I don't often pick specific music to fit specific guests. Uh, sometimes Justin Garcia, as he is our uh, Grateful Dead correspondent on the show. But Andrew Wagner is here. And uh, Andrew Wagner takes his music very seriously. You like your Americana. You like something with a little more gut, a little more edge. Andrew Wagner, how are you, by the way? Welcome back to the show. It's been a bit. I'm good. You know, I, I, someone was calling you out for your musical choices of funk, and I, I, like I said, there's a lot of reasons that the general public, humanity as a whole, can crap on, on Grant, but you, your musical tapes are not on that list. Just no. We, we, uh, we need to go see a show together in Madison, because you're always about seeing this band and in that band and i do like some of the music that you like i think i'm a little softer with some of my music choices i think you would roll your eyes at a lot of the things i listen to but i can stop my boots every once in a while i, I can get in there and get yeah. after it I, I get a little soft every now and then who would i go see uh i just went to see someone two weeks ago in madison and now i can't remember it what venue yeah, that's how it goes uh the sylvie oh. sylvie I'm a big, I'm, I'm very much, one of the things that I enjoy most about Madison right now is the Sylvie. I've gone to a couple shows there. That is a kick-ass venue. That was, that was my first time. That was my first time at that room, and I was really impressed. I was really impressed. Brett Cobb, that was it. Brett Cobb. Oh, who was it? Uh, Brett Cobb. Brett Cobb. Interesting. I I have a buddy who lives in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and got offered free tickets to go see Billy Strings on Halloween the other night and turned them down because the line the line was too long, Andrew. Come on. 
I hope he listens. He occasionally listens to the podcast. He doesn't listen live, but I hope he hears this because I, I would stand in line to watch Billy Strings play the phone book, man. I would. I, that, that's how much I enjoy his work. Billy Strings. Evo saw Billy Strings at the Sylvie uh, within the last year. If he's ever back in town, I I saw him back to back nights out in Montana last summer. This very cool little destination concert. Uh, we'll have to go see a show together. Ooh. Mr. Wagner, you're busy tonight. I'm, uh, y- yes, yes. Yeah, I got the Bucks tonight. Yeah, yeah, I got the Bucks tonight. No music for you. So, what is your? Are you doing? Who are you covering the Bucks for right now? I, I've seen you popping into Fiserv uh, a couple times. I, yeah, this is going to be uh, an upcoming story for Forbes. Forbes Sports, where I'm doing most of my uh, muck raking these days. You're mucking. So, how you take the boy out of the press box? You can't take the press box out of the boy. How is it you hate the idea of beat writers and and media people? Like you hate the job that you do. Why? How do you? Why do you do that? You know, I don't get it. I like I like the job. I don't like the crap that comes with the job, like dealing with humanity and dealing with. Uh. I, I don't know how to explain it. The newspaper business has gone to crap. Um, editors. Are a pain in the butt. The business structure is a pain in the butt. You tell me. The whole, the industry has gone down the toilet, and I say that laughing because there's literally a toilet sitting on the side of my house right now. So, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, I just enjoy. Uh, by the way, before I, I want to ask you about the Brewers, but before we took our last break, I said I would imagine that Andrew is actually taking great pleasure in seeing Packers fans unhappy. I know you are a Bengals fan. It. Okay, yeah, I knew it. Yep, see there it is. I knew it. You're because, getting you're getting joy out of this, aren't you? Here's the problem, Grant. Okay, here we go. I am, and it's not because of. Okay, it's Schadenfreude. I won't. I won't lie. There's definitely Schadenfreude there, but it's because you, General, you, the Royal, you, Packer Nation, has walked around so smug for the last I don't know quarter century, and it's because they've either forgotten or ignored or aren't old enough to remember that the Packers absolutely suck for just as long and it's just thrown me up the wall well you know and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one because they've actually i did the math the other day they've actually been quote-unquote good a little bit longer now than they were back yeah i feel, I feel so, bad a little bit but i i totally get what you're saying yeah it's the same thing with the badgers you know everyone they, they forget that for 35 or 30 years they were just horrible they were the dredge of the sport dredge of the big test same with the packers they were the butt of every joke you know, like like Packers fans make fun of the Bears now. That's how everyone in football made fun of the Packers from about 1970 until you know Brett and uh, and Holmgren came around. Interesting. That was before yeah, my time. Obviously, I, I, I was born uh, right after the Packers won. What was that? Two Super Bowls ago? Yeah, two Super Bowls ago. Your Bengals? No, you might be back. Your season no, might be back. Hold on. Actually, what hold was on. That? What's that? Hold on. What? 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 You were born after. You were born after. The Brett Favre Super Bowl. I was born in '98. Oh my God! I, I, what? I graduated high school in 1996. This is a painful conversation. Well, well, it was a good couple of years. I mean, I, I, I just people say the Packers fans have been privileged, and to a degree, we have. This is what I always say: we got used to a certain level of expectation where we turned on our TVs every Sunday, and if we didn't win, it was a bad thing. 
right? Like, uh, yep. totally. And that's that's fair. That's fair. Yes. That's totally fair. We, that is a fair way to look at it. We also have experienced playoff disappointment in a way that very few fan bases out there can understand. And I, when people call me privileged, it's like, okay, you can walk a mile in my shoes, but you're going to get to some uncomfortable points. It's it's a lot of good walking. A lot yep. of the miles were good, but every once in a while, it's like, hey, did you did I enjoy 2014? No. 2016, 2019, 2020, these are these are crushing playoff losses and other fan bases don't get that andrew i've, I've got a, a picture of of the bostic play hanging up on the wall in my so weird our teams aren't even rivals you're a bengals fan that doesn't even make sense i know but i i my two favorite teams are the cincinnati Bengals, and then number two is whomever is the green bay Packers. he's ever playing the Packers. well i what joe burrow did to the niners i detest the niners more than Ooh. most teams so i, I was a big fan and of what hey. your team did more sympathetic towards the towards beating the Niners, I cannot be because let's just say I've had a few haunting nightmares of the San Francisco 49ers during my life as a Bengals fan. Yeah, I understand. We're talking with Andrew Wagner, who's covering the Bucks tonight, midseason tournament. How'd you pull that assignment? Tonight's tonight's history. It's the first ever midseason tournament game at the Fiserv Forum. I told Ebo two weeks ago, I'm old enough to remember when you know, you had your regular season, then you had the playoffs, then you had the finals, and you had a champion. Now they got to do this. In- I, I just, I don't get it. I, I, old man yelling at Cloud, I know. Ooh. Put me in a, put me in a booth of Dave from Monona, and like, I'm right. I, I just don't get it. So it just seems like a money grab I'm, and marketing and a chance to have another court. I'm with you. Uh, to a degree on the on the money grab. Here's here's my complaint about my generation. My generation's so out on the regular season. Why do why is the regular why is the baseball season 162 games long? Why is the baseball season 82 games long? Why don't we just skip to the playoffs? And and you're a big music fan, Andrew. So I'll use a music analogy. I really like the Grateful Dead. It's not everyone's bag, but there's an important lesson to be learned in that. In a song that's eight minutes long, sometimes you need four minutes of buildup to really appreciate a certain moment or a certain chorus or something or other. And that's something that's lost on kids these days is we want it now because TikTok has, has put it in our hand in, in a split second. And if we don't like it, we can move on. What happened to enjoying the slow burn, enjoying the buildup, taking our time? Conway, I love Conway Twitty. You want a man with a slow hand. I want a sports team and in some of these sports schedules with a slow pace. Let it build. Let, it, let me feel something. Let there be payoff, you know? We actually have this. We had this conversation the other day, but we use a different uh, reasoning behind it. Um, I, I blame I blame edibles and uh, the oil drops because back in the day when you were smoking grass, you had to go out and you had to find it, and then you had to roll your own stuff, stuff your own pipe, or all that crap. You had to do it all yourself. Yep. And now you can just walk into a store, get a couple of tablets, be on your way, eating funny ends and chilling. There's no, there's no effort. There's no work. No appreciation. There is a there's a certain. Well, and I'll I'll meet you halfway. There's a certain, I think, life lesson the kids learn in college when they buy edibles from a friend that were baked in a college kitchen, and you don't know how much pot is in there, and it's like, well, eat it, and you might feel like you're about to tip over and die, or you might not get stoned at all. But good luck. There's something you you learn from experiences like that. And, and the regular season, exactly. I think, is is similar. Like, we appreciate the playoffs in baseball. We appreciate the playoffs in basketball because we have this backstory, and that takes so long to build. Yep. And I, I guess that I'm in the minority, and, and I know one of your BFFs uh, just raised holy hell and broke the internet the other day with his, his uh, 
suggestions for oh, lack of Bart? a better term yeah. when it comes to baseball. Yeah, when it comes to baseball's regular season. Um, listen, I, I will I will acquiesce and say 162 is probably too long. I sure. would love to see it go back to 154. Of course, that'll never happen. Um, yes, I do think I do think the regular season in the NBA is too long um, because you're seeing so many guys sitting out so many games for for load management and stuff like that. And because so many teams make the playoffs and playoffs are so long, I do see the argument there. Baseball, I think the regular season is still somewhat has still somewhat has its integrity, uh, despite the expanded playoffs, because it is still it is still hard to get in. Um, it is still a shorter playoff than, than some of the other sports. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I could see I could see a little bit of shortening of the regular season, no doubt. Um, there's, there's no need to be going, uh, you know, having basically one month off, two months off for basketball. That's just, that's a lot of wear and tear on the body. Let's be honest. I think it does. I think it does have an adverse effect on the body. I think so too. I like, uh, season length discussions. This is something we'll have to circle back to. I only have a couple more minutes. I want to ask you about Craig council and what the brewers are doing there. It's been reported by some and echoed by many that the ball is basically in the Brewers' court. Like, if they match whatever the dollar sign is, it sounds like Craig wants to stay. Uh, and that's kind of where we sit as of today. What do you make of this? Because I, I don't think Brewers fans expected this. He was either not going to manage or he was going to come back. And the opposite has been true. He's talking around, talking to all the, the suitors around the country, Cleveland and New York. What do you make of all this? I mean, has he, has he actually, has it been verified that he's actually talked to anyone? Yet? So he, he, okay, so good question. He did meet with the Guardians the other day, and we got a report that he okay. was planning to fly to New York. I don't know if I ever saw confirmation that that happened, but I believe that it probably yeah. did. I, I have been under the impression until just recently that he'd already interviewed with the Mets. That's the way everyone made it seem. Uh, and, and then you find out he hasn't had a formal interview yet. Look, I, I don't I don't know what to think. I haven't known what to think about this for two years. Uh, Craig Council's a weird dude, and let's just put it out there. My question is, and this, I'm not avoiding yours, is if 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 Craig Council was anybody else, anybody else, would Brewers fans really be clamoring for him to still stick around and for Mark to match any offer? Because I have to believe that if it was anybody else. They'd be pointing out, well, they haven't gotten past one round of the playoffs since 2018 and blah, 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 blah. And I just, I'm not crapping on council. I'd like to, but I'm not going to. But I, I just don't understand why people are so up in arms about this. Because you know, if it was any other coach, they'd be trying to run him out of town. Well, so I, someone needs to explain to me what makes this special. Is this the, the whole Milwaukee, you know, inferiority in, in inferiority conference where he's one of us we have to keep him around so i I don't i don't get that we got 60 seconds and i I want you to reply respond to this don't you think there's value in that though totally totally we're we're treating him differently because he's from milwaukee he is milwaukee but isn't there value to fans having that connection with the manager and and having it be some guy who's not just some gray-haired you know old timer there's value right i don't i don't think fans are wrong i I agree with you i agree with you i agree with you but at what point, because we always hear the bottom line should be a championship, what if Craig Council is the reason not getting over the top? Not saying he is. Just There's where I, I get confused with the whole discussion around Craig Council. Not a knock on him, just why is he different? And is it because he's just a Milwaukee guy? That's, it's another conversation, obviously, for another segment and another day. 
Yeah. Well, have a great weekend, Andrew. I appreciate you. Enjoy the Bucks tonight. We should do this again. This is very fun, and I, I like your general crabbiness towards everything. I enjoy when you come on. Get off my lawn, Grant. I was going to say, you can't politely say goodbye. See you, Andrew. Have a good one. Have a good weekend, Andrew Wagner. <laughs> I was like, he's going to pull a Dave and either not say anything or just tell me to kiss his ass. Appreciate Andrew. That was fun. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. That was that was a, that was a hoot. I appreciate that guy. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show. A little Jimmy Buffett as it is a fins up Friday. Always look forward to it. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show for the week next. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. We're going out to Wisconsin and the great Midwest. We're going around the world tonight, Parrothead. Wisco Sports Show. Fun show. Stock up Andrew Wagner. Stock up Dave from Monona. Stock up Bubba and Holman. Or not Bubba and Holman. Bubba and Cranberry Country. Although Denny and Holman brought it today, too. You know, he was good as well. Uh, appreciate Andrew Wagner. A week from tonight, we're going to be doing our Edmund Fitzgerald show. I recorded a conversation with our guy Rick Mixter earlier today. He is awesome. I can't wait to play that for you guys next week. Very much looking forward to that. Show's wrapping up. I think of when Bill asked me earlier today during the show, he's like, Grant, aren't you just dying for 5 o'clock tonight? And I'm like, well, uh, the term it's 5 o'clock somewhere doesn't really mean anything to me because uh, I work until like 6.30. So I'm going to cut the podcast, get it posted, but I am excited to go home, maybe even have a beer tonight in honor of Bill Michaels, who was very excited to have a beer after the show. After the show earlier today, have a great weekend. We'll have so much to talk about Monday. We could know what's up with Council, Packers, Badgers, midseason tournament starts tonight. Oh, have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday at four. Can't wait. Well, that's a lie. I can I I can use a couple days off. What can we say? Thank you all very much. You sure make a, a boy from Mississippi feel right at home in Wisconsin. Thank you all.